writers, game masters, and creatives to the World Builders Tavern. It's our season finale! Yay! Yay! Also sad, because we're going to take a break. We won't be able to talk about this for a couple of months. But it's exciting. Thank you so much to all of our listeners who have come to the tavern this season. Um, yeah. Who have anybody who is a previous listener to our old podcast who's jumped over, anybody who's new, we appreciate all of you. We love having you at the table. So thank you so much for joining us. But uh, getting the mushy stuff out of the way, we are now going to be talking <laughs> about another show today. This topic was actually voted for by our lovely Patreon subscribers and our Twitter followers. So if you don't like the topic, take it up with uh, the internet. Uh, but we yeah, are- <laughs> you guys did this. <laughs> this is not our fault. Uh, but we are very excited because today we're going to be talking about the House of the Dragon. Yay! If you have not yet seen the show, Yay. do be warned, there are spoilers ahead for you. Also, uh, this show is a Game of Thrones prequel. If you're familiar with Game of Thrones, you will know that it's all sorts of dark and twisted. There is sex, there is violence, there is nudity, there is assault of all different types. So our conversations may touch on these topics today. We just wanted to give a content warning up front. If those sorts of conversations are uncomfortable for you. Um, so much incest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we want you to take care of yourself. So if you want to sit out this episode, that's totally fine. Uh, and if not, grab, grab an ale and pull up a chair and let's jump in. I am your friendly barkeep, Emma, along with Allison. Hello. And Christiana. Hi. And we are so happy to have you here. Cheers. Cheers. So, as I already touched on a little bit in the intro, this show that we're talking about is a TV prequel to the show Game of Thrones, uh, and it is based on parts of Martin's 2018 book, Fire and Blood. This series begins about 100 years after the Seven Kingdoms are united by the Targaryen Conquest, nearly 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Featuring an ensemble cast, the show portrays the events leading up to the beginning of the decline of House Targaryen, a devastating war of succession known as the Dance of the Dragons. What did you guys think of this show? I think I've said this on the show before. I don't like Game of Thrones. I've tried so hard. Um, it feels like kind of mandatory reading if you're a fan <laughs> of fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I keep trying to watch it because I'm like, like I should. <laughs> rotating in the world of pop culture i should understand this <laughs> and someone pitched the house of the dragon to me as if you if you couldn't get into game of thrones watch this and it might get you into it mm. so i watched it and i was able to get through all of it and it got me through the first season of game of thrones before i gave up which is the <laughs> furthest i've ever made <laughs> You don't have to watch Game of Thrones. It's okay. We no, absolve yeah. you. You're allowed to just live your life oh, you. and never try watching it thank again you. if you don't want to. Yeah. It's just so long and there's so much incest. And I <laughs> that would be um, a great like tagline for the show. <laughs> like one of those reviews so that pops up. So much incest. Yeah. So uh -huh. I texted Emma and Christiana after I think two episodes in and I was like, you guys, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> this is great. I, I don't know if I can watch the whole thing. This is really disturbing. Um, I did make it through. Uh, the the political drama and intrigue did end up keeping my attention, but there, this show makes me feel icky. Really? Uh, it's, yeah, that's fair. I mean, so much stuff about it. Like, I also enjoyed it at the same, like some of it at yeah. the same time. So it's weird. Yeah. I have weird emotions about this show. Like, yeah, I did I get I into it. This. Same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's valid. It kept my attention. I enjoyed it, and I felt like 
there are some there are some pieces of media that I can like step outside my brain and be like, I appreciate this. But then I step back inside of my brain and I'm like, mm, I hate this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I um I wrote out the character names in our document notes because yes. I'm like, I'm going to forget names. So I, w- I just want to be able to like call people what their name actually is when we're talking about it on the podcast. And I tried to like do like sort of a family tree thing, like putting two parents and then their kids. And then I gave up because I was like, <laughs> there's, there's too <laughs> much like intermarriage. Yeah. It doesn't work. Uh, yeah. yeah. What did you think of it, Emma? I... Yeah. So I, I was the only one who watched it beforehand. Like I watched it when it was coming out or pretty soon mm. thereafter. Um, and I, so I also watched all of Game of Thrones. I've read all of the Song of Ice and Fire. Um, so I mm. like it. I liked House of the Dragon a lot more than Game of Thrones. Um, I think game specifically because of the much reduced uh, sexual violence against women in House yes. of the Dragon, mm-hmm. which in Game of Thrones is just, it's, it's too much. Like, it's just, there's just so much all the time, and it's a little bit hard to deal with, or a lot hard to deal with. Uh, House of the Dragon, yeah. I appreciate it in that, which, which is, seems like a very weird bar to have, but I'm just like, <laughs> you're like, this show, it's not as creepy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I yeah. like that. Um, there was a scene in the first episode, the birth scene, Emma's birth scene, um, that I skipped hard. because I knew it was coming because I'd been seeing ticks on clip on clips on tiktok and i knew i was like i don't want to watch that so i skipped it and i still have not watched it um but yeah no i i liked it and i i have the same feeling of like the icky feeling i'll get that sometimes watching game of thrones but i don't have that watching house of the dragon so uh, and then after yeah. i watched house of the dragon i actually read the book that it's based on fire and blood which i love um and fire and blood oh, is yeah. it's written more as like a textbook like it's written as a history of westeros written by a grand maester in westeros so okay. it's it's more of like a historical recounting as opposed to like a first person novel like game of thrones is or third person novel like game of thrones is so also if you're trying to like ease your way into the game of thrones series maybe that's a way to do it but uh, i adored the book the book is fantastic um mm. But yeah, so this is my jam. I was all over this. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were our resident Game of Thrones person. So I was very curious to what you thought. And I figured you'd enjoy it because I was, if I, the resident Game of Thrones hater, <laughs> was like, okay, I actually kind of enjoyed this. Um, and I'm like yeah, in I between because yeah. I like made yeah. it like halfway through Game of Thrones and then I stopped. So yeah, I yeah. just, ooh, I don't know. I can't do it. Um, one thing I will say with this, I, I think Game of Thrones is like very pure grimdark. Mm, mm-hmm. Like it's it's really gross and really unrelenting about it. Yeah. This had it, it felt like you were wading through raw sewage, and then every once in a while you would hit a patch of fresh. Yes, water. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Uh, not in terms of like the storytelling or the characters or anything like that, but like the content. Mm. You're like, ugh, ugh, gross. Ah, oh, ooh, I'm clean again. Okay, <laughs> I can continue, kind of thing. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting, um, Christina, that you're a big horror person, but maybe not as much grim dark. Whereas I like grim dark stuff, but I'm not so much a horror person yeah i'm a little little surprised i actually thought christiana would be really you would think that those two would overlap when you actually think about they're like there's not necessarily the same thing all the time yeah they're different interesting i'm also the kind of person who doesn't like horror movies Mm. that are you know there's 
there are some like giallo films and things like that where the horror aspect is just a woman being brutalized mm, for two hours yeah yeah i think it's disgusting i don't care yeah like that's not mm, horror to me yeah. right um and i think i kind of have the same approach with grimdark like i think it there are some stories where it you know it kind of has to happen like you're building a brutal world you need to show brutality yeah and i think house of the dragon actually did it quite well yeah i think the weird stuff of the, about childbirth there was a lot of weird things about childbirth yes in this series yeah. um which grossed me out but i was also like damn like if i was just in a stone castle uh-huh you know what i mean like it's kind of realistic yeah mm-hmm. and it would also be weird to pretend like and then they delivered a baby and everything was fine uh-huh. I'd be like no there, there's like no sanitation and there's a bunch of dragons outside <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I'd like to talk about I have I have like four or five moments that got super big emotional reactions. Ooh, let's from hear them. Me. Oh, I'm curious. So like let's see if I can remember them all. Um so one of them is I'm not gonna get them right in time order, so I'm sorry. Um when oh I gotta look at the name. <laughs> Rhaenyra. Yeah. I, could, I often confuse her with her aunt. Oh, Renice. Yeah. Renice. That's fair. There's too it's many too similar names. Yep. That's, uh, thanks, George. So this Note is that. later <laughs> yeah. in Note the story. That yeah. When she is pregnant with Damon's kid yep. and has the stillbirth. Mm. That like yep. got a visceral like reaction out of me. Like I was just like, this is yeah. horrifying yeah. Um, to watch. So like yeah. if you are um you know, um, a mother who has gone through mm-hmm. that, this would be yeah, even more. There's like, a lot of birth this. trauma in this show. Like, yeah. multiple yeah, characters dying yeah. or, like, having horrible experiences and, like, their wishes not being listened to in childbirth. There's, like, yeah. still a lot of things that happen today. So, yeah, if you have any sort of sensitivity to that, do not watch. It yeah, would be bad for you. I agree with that, though. Like, Rhaenyra's stillbirth, um, that was one where like i was saying it felt grim dark for a reason mm. yeah like that was where i like i had a lot of like i had a very a very intense reaction to it but i was like that also it it makes sense and it would be weird to to not show it mm-hmm. but it like you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think it i think that's one of those moments where it was like a serious gross reaction mm-hmm. um yeah. but i was like i I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like it kind of had to happen. Yeah. yeah. There's actually three big pregnancy moments yes. that got that reaction from me. So that was one. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was when Damon's first, no, Damon's second wife. <laughs> <laughs> He's had so many wives. Lena. Uh, Lena also is, is having a kid. Yeah. And it, uh, I'm assuming the baby is like breached or something. Yes. Like she can't push it out. Yeah. And so she runs to her dragon and has it. Yeah. yeah um that was like i really liked her character i yeah. thought she was wonderful i did and too that was just like that was uh, also like it's i hate to say it because it's such a sad scene that's so metal yeah like, oh, oh my god oh yeah <laughs> like for her to I'm do like, that rather man. than just Ooh, like yeah in and that does not happen uh, in the book so she does not oh. she dies in just in childhood i think like she actually dies much more sadly in the book she like runs in the birthing oh. chamber but then just like dies by herself on the stairs or something like oh, it's that's, awful see, that's worse. so this is yeah. a much better i a lot of the changes that they made um i thought they did a great job of like i think almost every change they made was better um 
Mm. But yeah, so that was one of them. <laughs> it was like, yeah, much. She got much more agency in her death in the show. Yeah, I yes. think that's why I appreciated it a bit. I was like, okay, she has agency. Also, so badass in a weird way. Yeah, like, yeah. Very she's amazing. She's so cool. Shiny oh, yeah. and chrome riding to Valhalla. Oh yes, kind of. I hope she's in Valhalla yeah. with the uh, the war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone write then that fan that... fiction. I need to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it exists already. Yeah. I'm googling as we speak. Uh, sorry, Ali, continue. <laughs> then the the, uh, the third birth trauma was very beginning of oh. the show when yes. um, Viserys Targaryen, the King of Westeros, his wife has a baby, and. He, the, the surgeons, whatever the doctors are called, Maesters. ask him, do you, maesters, ask him, like, do you want us to basically cut the baby out? Yeah. Um, like, no, the wife won't survive it, but you might save the child. Yeah. And he ends up making that decision to do that. And you hear, her, uh... you see her realize, like, what yeah. is happening and just say, like, no, no, like, don't do it. Like, and it's so traumatic. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's the yeah. scene I did not watch. I just knew, like, her I was gonna begging say, while it uh... happened. I'm like, that's the part I cannot handle. Like, if she had just had a horrible, yeah. like, birth, death and then whatever, that's fine. But it's the, like, pleading and being ignored that I'm like, I cannot do it. I did really yeah. like with Lena in the exact same situation. They do the same thing. The maesters ask mm. Damon. Mm-hmm. Do you want us to do this? And he says, "Will she survive?" And they like shake. The- he shakes his head, and Damon's like, "No, mm-hmm. like I'm not. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a monster or whatever." <laughs> and that made me think think better of Damon for a moment. But then comes my fourth <laughs> really traumatic moment is when Damon like chokes oh, yeah. Rhaenyra. Yep. I can't mm. remember why. Uh, because she reveals that Viserys told her the Targaryen prophecy and he never oh, confided yeah. in right. Damon and that was just yeah, like such really a blow mad. to Damon and then he like takes it out on Rhaenyra because he's um, I awful, was so traumatized evil. by yeah. that yeah. because I'm just like your 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 husband your partner is supposed to be like your most you know safe yeah. person yeah and um Damon sure ain't safe no nope. no um I had hopes for I mean, him but he, he also groomed his knees yeah so, yeah yes. like, the speaking of the next gross moment <laughs> is when he brings her to that brothel when they're uh-huh. so i'm not going in oh, God, i'm not going yeah. going in the correct timeline i'm sorry no but that's uh, right. when she's yeah. young i think you went in reverse her... or you almost went in reverse order, i, I almost went quite. in reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> um he brings her to the brothel and like kisses her and I, I assume he's yeah. planning to sleep with her. Yes. But then he changes his mind because I think he actually likes her, like, as a niece. It, <laughs> you know, like, there are scenes where, like, <laughs> you know, but likes her as in not romantically mm. or not he incestually. He views her as a whole person. Yeah. Like, there yeah. are points where, like, he could have killed her to, you know, help him gain power and yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. Right? So, like... It seems like he sort of, in his twisted way, does like her as a person. It's interesting because I've seen yeah. different takes on that scene. And, like, one mm. of the takes is, like, yeah, maybe he regrets it. And then the other take is, like, oh, but then she's into it. So then he's, like, oh, no, I can't use her as, like, a pawn in the same way because she's too, like, actually enjoying it. And uh... I'm not just using her for my own, like, <laughs> oh, God. power. No, I like my <laughs> reading better. That's <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> That's the grosser take. It, it, oh, it oh, truly my... is. It's a, it's a horrible. But, like. Oh, God. I do like that all the characters are so complex. Like, yeah. They are. Yeah. Um, 
King Viserys especially, like, I think that uh, Patty, the actor who played him, did just a fantastic job and made him such more of, like, a nuanced character oh, so than in good. the book, mm-hmm. which is just, like, you feel sympathy for him, but you are also, like, disgusted by him because of yeah. like, his horrible treatment of people, and it's just, like, oh, yeah. I, re- I really liked that he's, like, he's not a good king. No. Um, but I also loved how, like, whenever his family's arguing, he's just like, stop it! Like, we're <laughs> wrong family! Yeah. What is wrong with you people? Yeah, He channels really, his inner was... Vin Diesel and like, yells about yeah. it. <laughs> we're family. We're family. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, next icky feeling scene. Oh, you have six! Um, I, have an, I have two more. Oh, you have seven! <laughs> Sorry, I said five, but apparently there's a lot in this show. Sorry, I thought we were finished with the icky, like, continue. Yeah, yeah, me too, but then I remembered there's two Remembering more. Remembering more ick. Um, Okay, Laris Strong. Oh my goodness, is the worst. The younger son of Lord Lionel Strong, who was the king's master of laws and then becomes the hand throughout the show. Ooh, yes. Um, yes. Brother to Harwin Strong. Yes. He is so gross. Oh, he is, yeah. I know. Um, yeah. So you find, you find out that he's like, the con- he becomes the confidant of Alicent, the queen, and basically like murders people for her when she didn't even mean to ask for that and like <laughs> she's like no no she's like I'm what sorry, i'm just you... imagining this yeah. like a scenario where she's like <laughs> trying to f- signal him to stop in the middle of a dinner uh, <laughs> yeah so okay pour him so, a drink, not murder him i understood that their relationship was like shifty yeah and then quite later in the book there's a scene where he comes to tell her something and she starts taking off her socks and her shoes and i'm like what is Uh, going on here and then she takes them off and he's staring at them and then he like masturbates Mm -hmm. while staring at her feet and it's like okay so this is how she pays him for information it's just and she's clearly like repulsed by it she like does not this is not a consenting thing she's into it's this is yeah i think that's what made me more the most grossed out in that scene oh yeah where i was like if she was like either neutral or was into it as well yeah i'd be like yeah okay that's but weird it's, but that's your you business you. yeah but the, the fact yeah. that she's like repulsed by it i was like oh god just stop i fast forwarded through that scene. Mm, oh my call. goodness it was so gross yeah. and then my last one is not icky but it's the one i think i had the most emotional response to um and it's like basically the last scene of the finale <laughs> Which was when um, where's the right name here? Aemond Targaryen, the third child of Viserys and Alicent, chases down Joffrey Valerian, or is it Lucerys? Lucerys. It's just Lucerys, Jacaris, uh, and Lucerys, and Lucerys is the younger one who gets. Uh, yeah, they got acquitted with these names on his dragon. <laughs> I know, right? Jacaris, Lucerys. Um, in Aegon and Aemond, that's also confusing. Anyway, uh-huh. um, so he chases down Lucerys, who's got this really tiny oh, dragon, and it's dragon. adorable. It's so little, and Lucerys is also very little and cute and so nervous uh-huh. to go on his mission for the queen for the war, and he does it, and he does a really good job, even though he's treated terribly, and then he's leaving from t- taking his message, and yeah, Aemond chases his down on his giant giant dragon. That was dragon a really in the world and you think it was a really kinda... cool scene it was though, a really cool scene yeah. like the yeah like the filmography stunning. oh my oh, goodness yeah. so good um 
and you like you think oh maybe he's got away because they've gone through this chase scene of the two dragons chasing each other and then the sky is clear and blue and beautiful and this giant dragon comes in and just bites the dragon in half and i mean lucerus is obviously dead yeah. right so yeah and the dragon and that got me the most emotional the reaction was i was just accident. like accident like that Eamon was trying to well sort well, I'm like yes. what what did he think was gonna happen I think it's like what I like he thought he had more control dragon. over his dragon mm. than he did like he you know one of Eamon's like biggest things like he's always wanted to be a dragon rider yeah. he's obsessed with dragons he like has this he gets the biggest dragon in the world he like thinks he is like the, the shit best. and like yeah. he just completely overestimates his control over his dragon and he doesn't realize that like by initiating this chase he's yeah. like he's initiate he's getting this beast to chase prey and yeah. then he expects to be able to call her off yeah. and then he yeah. can and you hear him yelling like no no stop and his dragon doesn't stop which is like, also I only different intended from the book. to bully yes him. yeah oh oh what happens in the so book? in the book it's just so that's the really cool thing about the book to the show is that because the book is written as a history account it's actually written by like multiple people telling historical accounts and sometimes they conflict with each other and there's that like well it's history we don't know Mm. for sure what happened this is our interpretation so in the book nobody actually sees what happens they just know that like both dragons go up and in the book it's presented as like well he hunts him down and he kills him on purpose and that's like the history presented but you could interpret that as like you know maybe nobody saw what happened maybe it was an accident and i think taking that accident route makes it a whole lot more at least the murder, like, he, he didn't deliberately go up there in cold blood to murder Luceris. Whether you can call it a pure accident or not is, like, up for debate, but, like, he clearly wasn't intending just to straight-out murder him, and that makes it much more yeah. interesting. Aemon scares yeah. me throughout the entire show. I'm just like, this mm-hmm. boy is, like, freaking me out. He's a combination of, my husband and I decided this, he's a uh, Malfoy and a... Uh, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy is who he reminds us of, right? I don't know Final so Fantasy, so I don't get Malfoy. half of that comparison. But uh, Sephiroth is like just the villain of Final Fantasy VII. He has like really long white hair, silvery hair. So it's just very it's just, cocky. Yeah, yeah, kind of angular features too, yeah. like the actor. Anyway, see, I think though. I don't know. I felt that way about Aegon. Like I hate Aegon. He creeps me. Oh, out. Oh, I hate He's Aegon little... too, but in different ways. Yeah, but like. I don't know. I feel like Aemon could potentially be a He could become king. better. And Aegon's like a rapist, but I mean like yeah. he seems like all the all the men are, so I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's such true. a like Yeah. Yeah. It's such a low bar for liking any of these characters. <laughs> yeah. I definitely like Aemon where I'm like he's you not suck the least, I guess. <laughs> he's not a cruel sadist, so like that's you know going for him he's just like (laughs) he's arrogant and he's cold but i don't think he's like deliberately and i think he would want to do a good job but what he views as a good job yeah be beneficial for like most of the kingdom yes so those are my seven most emotional moments now let's talk about the world building that made those happen (laughs) (laughs) um so one thing that uh i was thinking when i watched this is like I know that incest was a thing that happened in history, mm-hmm. like, in medieval times or whatever, and it was common to, like, have these blood, you know, blood is so important, and that's, like, the crux of the show, mm-hmm. but do we have to, like, put that in our fantasy? <laughs> Can mm. we? Yeah. <laughs> Can we have <sighs> not, not, just, just ignore that See, part, this... I don't know. 
this one I felt with House of the Dragon, I was like, hey, this weirdly makes sense. Like that it wasn't just like immediately in your face. I think that was the thing with Game of Thrones mm. where I was like, oh, okay, mm. first scene. Is, <laughs> I mean, is but that, also in Game of right, Thrones, kind of in Game of Thrones, it was taboo. Like they were hiding it. Yeah. And here it's like, not nah, this is just how we keep our family strong. But I think from a that's so that I think happened, I though. Like, that's it so a bit accurate. more yeah. Oh yeah, like, it's real. Yeah. Like this is actually what happened, but it's icky. I feel like <laughs> it's, I oh, oh it's sorry, so go ahead. <laughs> no, it's I agree, it's gross, but at least in the House of the Dragon, I was like, this this makes sense. Mm. I mean, you know and I mean? part like, of the ickiness is like the whole point of the show is like that this blood the the blood is power and like we have to keep the blood pure i mean it's yeah right in the name yeah so and i mean they go into it more in the books and stuff but like the targaryens believe that like they're special and like their ability to connect with dragons and like is through their blood so they don't want to like lose that power by like watering it down and then oh maybe is that what it is i that's that's part of it it implied that you had to be a Targaryen to be able to talk to dragons or like ride dragons. Them and, yeah. and I wasn't sure. That's on that. that's what they want people to believe. Whether or not that's oh. true has never actually like been confirmed in universe. But that's definitely oh. like the Targaryen propaganda. Um, okay. And of course, what they would want people to believe. And I mean, also, so Targaryen and Valerion. So that's you know the other fam, the other white-haired family. Yeah. Because they which both is why came, they interbreed. Yeah, because they both came from Valyria, where everybody could do that. But now they're like the okay. last families, and they don't want to like dilute that mm. thing. So whether or not that's true, not sure. But that's definitely what in universe the belief is. Um, and they say it in the show that. We're powerful. Yes, someone says because, it. because of dragons. our dragons. Yeah, yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah. If writers want to capture this sort of dark, gritty mm-hmm. feeling that Game of Thrones and uh, House of the Dragon has, what is it about these shows that make them like give them the grit? Mm. What do you two think? I think a hallmark of kind of grim, dark, and grit is just kind of like a series of unrelenting bad things happening. Um. Mm which I don't know why I like it. <laughs> I've thought about it. <laughs> but like, it's just like, everything keeps going badly. If anything starts to look good, it crumbles and then stuff gets even worse. And it's just like that, like, it doesn't, your characters don't get a break. There is no let up. And if there's a break, it's a false sense of security and then it's going to get worse. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the like, that's where that grit. So like, you can have I... that to different degrees. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, their family members are getting murdered. But like, you know, series of unfortunate events yeah. could even be like, you know, that's kind of a grim dark series, but it's a grim dark kids series, so yeah. it's not to the same yeah. level. I also think it has to do with the world building in the literal environment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like to me, when I think grim dark, I think like the, no character at any point is going to be like, "Well, that was a tough day. I'm going to go take a bubble bath." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, There's no, they're not hanging out on tropical beaches. No grim dark story takes place. By yeah, I'm sure they could. I mean, <laughs> Lord of the Flies is Ooh, kind of grim dark okay, in a corrected. sense on yeah. a tropical beach. <laughs> uh, but even that is, yeah, maybe it's access to a nice bubble bath. Mm. Whether or not something's grim dark, I do um, think like the the fight just to exist, yeah, and survive yeah. That's really, what I mean. I yeah. think it's where it's not. There's no luxuries. There's no anything, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And you can kind of make that happen in any sort of world. So the closer we get that... to late stage capitalism, yeah. the <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We are living in a grim dark universe, everybody. Which is I funny honestly think we are, yeah. but... because 
it's funny because these are this is like the richest wealthiest most privileged family mm. in westeros mm -hmm. they're the royal people mm -hmm. and their lives suck yeah yeah that's um that's kind of that seems to be a theme in the like fire and blood book is the like yeah this wealthy family bringing and like powerful like how they see the seed the sown see sow the seeds there we go sow the <laughs> seeds of their own destruction through like their own mm. arrogance and their own like yeah. infighting and like how everybody suffers for it and how this like feudalistic society setup is just terrible for everybody um yeah yeah because you'd think that you know with all that money and power and influence you'd be able to like set up your life to be nice but no uh, yeah also when Kristen cole um oh. he's the swordsman from Dorne, who then becomes the king's guard and he's like in love yeah. with Rhaenyra for a little bit and then definitely not in love with her yeah <laughs> but he he offers her he's like let's run away and we can just live our lives away from like all this these politics mm -hmm. and these this horrible horrible life mm -hmm. and she says no and I'm like I think I would run away like I don't think I would I, like oh, yeah. like why are you staying mm. it's just so built into her that yeah this that the yeah. loyalty to family yeah. and yeah. title and throne yeah. right and blood yeah also he was yeah, the was worst so yeah he was kind of the worst. <laughs> my my boyfriend kind of looks like him when he shaves and i told him that he got so <laughs> he's like that guy I'm like Never i mean he's hot again. he's just also <laughs> horrible he, is hot. So. he was okay at first he wasn't like, when yeah. he was just yeah. a loyal king's yeah yeah other although that. really rhaenyra treated him terribly oh yeah. yeah she was in love with her uncle yeah. and then slept with him and i mean she she is like assaulted him like she definitely had the position of power yeah. in that relationship uh, and like used yeah. it and like also yeah but then doesn't absolve him of them becoming awful uh yeah, yeah. complex a lot of complex terrible characters mm -hmm. um i did like the show the world building choice to explore like the patriarchy and how it affected all of these characters, especially yeah. the two women, like how Alicent and Rhaenyra were both like captive to and manipulated by this system of men. Um, yes. Which again is different from Game of Thrones, uh, different than, I mean, Fire and Blood again is like a history book, so it doesn't really get into that sort of thing. But I thought that that was a really interesting direction for the show to take with its world building. Yeah, I really liked uh, Renice. Is actually my favorite character. Oh, she's I great. Relate, yeah, I relate to her the most. She's just like so tough and like smart and wise. Um, not that I'm smart. I, you know, we <laughs> I aspire like to be her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we aspire to be. Um, I really liked her, and how they they called her the queen who never was, mm. and she, how she yeah. has this like mm -hmm. title now for not being king. Mm -hmm. Um, like, if we are going to have a patriarchal society, which, again, I'm like, can we just have something else in fantasy? Like, yeah. we do this a lot. But if we are going to have it, they did a really good job mm. of that. I agree. Mm -hmm. That actually, that was something that I wanted to talk about was um, world building and the choices that are made for what you incorporate into your world. And especially mm -hmm. with things like patriarchy violence against women mistreatment of minorities which was a big complaint for game of thrones particularly was you know all of the sexual assault that happens to women mm -hmm. in this show and how people would say this is gratuitous and unnecessary and triggering why is it always women who are treated so horribly why do we have to consume this 
And then so often the pushback is like, well, that's what it was like back then. So this is historically accurate. And it's like, okay, but, but there also wasn't thing. dragons. Yeah, like, like, that's always my biggest pet peeve. You, you're still <laughs> building a world. Like, you're, you might be basing it on certain things, but like, you're not, unless you are specifically writing a historical fiction or a historical fantasy that is set which in, is a subgenre which is a subgenre but, but that, yeah. that's not what game of thrones that's is. not what this is and so, so like you're still making the choice and also a it wasn't actually like that like there was that was just not how it was uh if you look into the history of like medieval times it was not that bad um and then also like even if it was that is a choice that you are taking into your yeah. fictional world so why are you making that choice why are you taking that and not other things why are you making mm. that worse but not other things um yeah which is I think yeah. it has to have a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I will say with House of the Dragon that I felt more of where I was like this this it wasn't um it didn't it didn't always feel exploitative, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's always kind of my line where it feels gross. Yeah. Um it always feels gross, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't watching it going, this this is shocking for the sake of being shocking. Mm. It doesn't provide anything. Yeah. Most of the gross things in House of the Dragon, I was like, okay, it's shocking and it's gross, but it serves a purpose in the story and for the characters. And I can see why, how the story would be very different without this inclusion mm. kind of thing. I think it's good to have both in fiction. So, like, to have, let's use sexism as an example. To have mm-hmm. stor- fantasy stories where sexism-, sexism is a thing and to have some where it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. when you have it where it is, you can explore women who fight against it mm-hmm. and like the inequalities. Yeah. And you can have women feel seen and, you know, people like us reading and being like, this is awful, but... I've been there. Kind of I've thing. been yeah. there. You know, I relate to this. I Like, this helps me to feel seen mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then on the opposite end, you have stories where that isn't the case. And it's just really nice to see, like, oh, our society has progressed to the point where there just isn't a thing. And to, like, yeah. see what that might look like. And I think we just don't have enough of the second kind of story. Mm-hmm. I think there's just yeah, a little bit of I an agree. imbalance. Yeah, it gets a bit, yeah, unrelenting when it's, like, every mm-hmm. story. And especially because, like, these are not just problems of the past. Like, it's not like we fixed sexism or yeah, racism. It's so it's like when you're experiencing this yeah. all the time, it's like, I don't want to then also have to go into my, like, fictional, like, hobby and then also experience this. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to read about a medieval, like, world where women were equal and everything was like nice and like can we have yeah. different problems <laughs> <Yeah>. like although <laughs> yeah. I, but i do think it's also better when that's kind of you know the story is aware that it's doing that like house of the dragon where it is very yes. explicitly saying like we understand that this is the patriarchy here's how the patriarchy has messed up these characters here's yeah, how the subjugation exactly. of women you know they didn't choose renice as the queen and so then all of this stuff happened because you picked a man who was not good at being yeah king because like, he was look a how man. awesome renice would have been yeah yeah like, like the series would have been happy as a country lord like she says <laughs> and we could have avoided all of this but you know as opposed to game of thrones which doesn't really do that it's just kind of like here's all this brutality against women and it's fine because that's how it was back in the day and we're not making commentary on it and we're not acknowledging that this is messed up and it's like those are two very yeah. different things i yeah. also love how rhaenyra is surrounded by men at the end telling her to 
go to mm-hmm. war and like mm-hmm. do this do this and she's the only one mm-hmm. like holding them back and shooting for peace and then yeah. her son is killed and it's like uh-oh oh her final like look at the end look, of the series yeah. where you're like oh yeah. she's going to burn the oh, world to the she, yeah. ground like yeah. it's over now yeah. Which, oh, all the acting, like, I know it's not world building. Well, I mean, I guess in a show it kind of is world building, the people you cast in your show. But, like, the acting, yeah. the actors in so the good. show were incredible. Like, they were very good. Young Allison and Rhaenyra, me... old Allison to Rhaenyra. Yeah. It made me so sad to think Matt Smith is so gross. I know. Because in my head, oh I'm my like, he's the, yeah. he's the doctor. He's the doctor. I love <laughs> him. Oh, he's going to come save me, my goofy man. Uh... And then it's like. Oh no, he's off. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna go behead that person. He played it so well. Like when you play like a goofy, lovable character, most of the time it can be tough to like envision someone as a villain. But like yeah. from the moment he was on screen, you're like, oh, okay. this is a yeah. different. This is not the same yeah. guy. He's playing a different <laughs> character. Great acting. Yeah. Also, I wanted to hear Emma's thoughts on the costumes. Ooh, I love the costumes. Because I love I love the costumes. They the wigs were sometimes a bit iffy, like they weren't always and they, they won had their moment. I think they won yep. for best hair or something, which is a bit oh. um odd. The costuming though, I love Game of Thrones costuming. I love um, So gorgeous. The dresses like Rhaenyra had some just like Rhaenyra and Alicent both oh, had some just they like had really lovely amazing dresses. outfits. I thought that they did a fantastic job and it like they did a great job of like being, giving you that vibe of being like a historical thing, but the outfits were mm. not anything that would have been worn at any point in our real history. So it also gives you the like fantasy aspect, yeah. which I think is the best way to do visual costuming when you're doing costuming for a show. I also really loved the white dreads. Yes, on the black characters. Yes. I thought that was a really neat choice not to have them. Like, thank thank God they weren't all white people (laughs) just like you actually have some diverse people yes yeah that was was nice and like see that's an example of how there was there were people of color and there was not like you know blatant racism was not a thing of the show it is possible of course people online were very upset that they included black people in the show as always because the internet internet is the worst Uh, yeah but see like there's you can do that. It's, you could also have women in your show and not have there be sexism. So it is possible. Uh, not in this story, because this story is very much built around sexism. But yeah. for the listener, there's an example. Um, an interesting choice that they made was in the books, Rhaenys actually has dark hair because she's a Baratheon before she gets married. Uh, oh. Or her aunt or her, her mother is a Baratheon. Someone in her family is a Baratheon, so she has dark Baratheon hair. So that kind of makes the the parentage of Rhaenyra's kids not quite as obvious because, you know, there uh, is dark hair on that side of the family. They could have inherited dark hair, whereas in the show, that's it's That's why like, they took it out. Yeah. In the show, it's much more obvious of, like, yeah. these are not his kids. Not their kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that would have added even another layer of, like, why they didn't pick her. Like, she doesn't look like a Targaryen, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. She looked the part in the show. Yeah, oh, I love her. She's such a beautiful like person Same. as well. I really like, don't stunning. want. So they seem to destroy every character that you love <laughs> in these kind of shows. So like, I almost don't want to watch season two. Like, is she going to do something terrible and make me hate uh, her? Yeah, they. It gets pretty dark. Everybody just does horrible things. I don't know if she I does anything. Horrible, say, I, but... <laughs> I feel like, given the Game of Thrones track record, that's probably what you're going to get: <laughs> death and destruction. And... But I just want yeah. one character to love. Just <laughs> one. Oh, we had Harwin, and then he died. So yeah, he but he, he died cool. good. <laughs> he has a good person. In a still. fire? Well, like he died. He, oh, he oh, I see what you're <laughs> He didn't 
have a good death. It's like, that was not a good way to go. I love the way they established his Rhaenyra's relationship. Like, we saw them on screen for all of, like, two minutes together. And, like, you could just tell how much they loved each other, how intimate they were with each other, what a long relationship that was, which was Mm -hmm. incredible. I thought that was amazing how they managed to pull that off. I wish we had more of them. Yeah, Yeah, too bad. He's burnt to a crisp now. No. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We should probably move on. Uh, Does anyone have any any last? Oh, I'm sure I do. I feel like I just want to give a shout out to Alicent. I feel like we haven't talked that much about her. She kind of sucks, but she's also just such a victim in everything. Like, she was a really interesting character. Yeah. And I really liked how there was a conversation she had with her dad where she says, I've only ever wanted what you've told me Mm -hmm. to want. Mm -hmm. Like, she's only ever done what, like, he's told her to do Mm -hmm. and she's been so clever and smart about it too like she's brilliant yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and like just ugh she's not a great person but she's also just like it's almost not her fault like she's just been treated so poorly by everybody in her life and just used by everybody in her life and it's just like this girl has never been loved like ugh I was confused why she was so mad at Rhaenyra's for not telling her that Rhaenyra had had sex. Oh. Rhaenyra. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's very... Because <laughs> that's why she's mad, right? Because Rhaenyra lied. Maybe it's just because she I lied I think it's because she lied. Because Otto yeah. was already telling Alicent, like, it's going to be, like, her or you. You can't trust yeah. her. She's going to be the destruction yeah. of you and your children. And she's like, no, I can trust her. And then it's immediately like, no, you can't trust her. You she's going to lie about she this. Lied. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think part of it, you like, she is shown as being more devout as well. So I think that if if Rhaenyra had been like, oh, yeah, I did have sex, she would still have been, like, kind of scandalized. But I don't know that it would have mm. done the same damage that her lie did. Yeah, that's fair. It, like, sets her off on her paranoid path. And, yeah. Okay. Proprietors, pick time. I picked a dark grim-sounding fantasy, epic fantasy. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) It's called The Sword Defiant by Gareth Ryder Hanrahan. It's published on May 2 of this year, and many years ago, Sir Elfric and his nine companions saved the world, seizing the Dark Lord's cursed weapons, along with his dread city of Necrod. That was the easy part. Now, an Elfric Keeper of the Cursed Sword, Spellbreaker, learns of a new and terrifying threat. He seeks the nine heroes once again, but they are wandering adventurers no longer. Yesterday's eager heroes are today's weary leaders, and some have turned to the darkness, becoming monsters themselves. There's one thing Elfric knows. It's slaying monsters, even if they used to be his friends. It's giving, like, Witcher vibes. This yeah, isn't exactly. I see your tags. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting to that, Christiana. <laughs> it's tagged as dark. There's dragons and there's vampires. So it's not exactly the same type of grimdark that All Game of Thrones is. Favorite but I figure that Christiana would like it, and it's kind of yeah. got that sort of like leaders. Yeah, uh, I'm actually really interested in other. that. Yeah. Hmm. So and the, the idea really of cool. you always see the young heroes in yeah. stories, right? So. 
the aftermath so, is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It gave me kind of those grim, gritty, dark type of vibes that yeah. I got from House of the Dragon. So if you like that, you might also like this novel. Check it out. And that brings us to our last, last call, our final last call of the season. Here are some concluding questions and thoughts that you can take from House of the Dragon when you are building your own world. Allison, what do you think people should think about when they're building a world inspired by House of the Dragon? I think you should not put incest in your city. <laughs> yeah. Can we just make that a general rule? <laughs> I think you should put more incest in your city. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm but, kidding. But for real now. Yeah. I want to... I would like writers to take some sort of inspiration from the really emotion, the way the show draws these really strong emotions out of you. Mm. Like, like those seven moments that I listed were so terrifying, but they were also like so memorable. Like I'm still thinking Mm. about them right now. Um, And I'm trying to, trying to figure out like how, what what advice I can give out of that? Like, how do you manage that? I think um, your own writing. Like, I think part of that for me is why I like grimdark because it does mm. elicit such an emotional response. And yeah, it's yeah. like a like a bad emotion. Like, I feel sad or I feel mad. But it's like sometimes you just want to feel something from your media. Yeah, it's a release. Yeah. 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 I think for this genre, it's a lot of what Emma was saying earlier, bad thing happening after bad thing, and just having your characters just try and survive it. Mm. Like, they're just trying to stay alive despite all these terrible things happening. And it's like, if you don't have that grit and guts to survive, you will not, Mm. because this world will destroy you. Yeah, put your characters through hell. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's my advice. (laughs) Easy, right? Uh, Do you think you've done as much bad things as you can? Add another one. Add something else. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, I will shout out uh, uh, Shelly Campbell's Under the Lesser Moon. Is also a great grimdark if you want to just be crushed by unrelenting, horrible things. That's like a happy, I shouldn't say happy. That's the kind of grimdark I enjoy Mm. where it was like, it was sad, but it wasn't exploitative mm. or anything. Also, it was just, yeah. just fantastic. I'm biased, but that is a wonderful novel yeah. as well. So yes. that's our second, that's our hidden secret proprietor's pick in Last yeah. Call is read <laughs> under the lesser moon. Yeah. So good. Uh, Christiana, what advice or uh, probing questions do you have for our listeners? I think it's kind of tied to the whole idea of um, putting your characters through something, but what does the world demand of your characters, Mm. right? And so that could be something like, if this is a world where the patriarchy reigns supreme, what does that implication make for your female characters? Mm. Or if it's someone out surviving in the wilderness, if your whole novel is a survival story, what does that world demand of your character, Mm -hmm. right? Is it lack of water? Is it lack of shelter? Um, I think the world is almost as much a character as the the people within it Mm -hmm. yeah and like also like what does the world demand of your characters that's like not as obvious like the patriarchy well what does it also demand of like your male characters that like Mm -hmm. you know yeah uh yeah how it affects all of your characters that's i'm just gonna steal that what christiana said i (laughs) 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 no i will (laughs) i'm just gonna kind of reiterate a point that we talked about earlier which is just when you're creating a world think about what you are including and 
why it's necessary, especially when it yeah. comes to things that are grim dark, when it comes to particular people or particular categories of people being mistreated. Um, ask yourself if it's necessary. Ask yourself what it does for your story. Um, mm-hmm. Ask yourself, are you being exploitative of a particular group? You know, are grimdark things happening equally to everybody or are they happening specifically to certain people? What does that do to readers who are similar to those characters? Um, and, you know, the excuse of it was like that in history doesn't doesn't really hold water. So don't... You should no, have a, it, you're, a better You're writing reason. a book. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You, you need to think about... And also, not only for the sake of, of, you know, being sensitive to people, but also it makes a better world. It's kind of lazy yeah. world building to just be like, oh, well, that's how it was. But why? Why are you including that particular thing in your story? Yeah. You could, you, you, your world can be whatever you want. Maybe your world doesn't have to have incest and uh, brutalization of Yeah, <laughs> you are the god of, you are the god of your world. <laughs> Make I mean, it can. Take a step can, back and be like, what kind of god yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am I going to be? Yeah. It can have those things. Yeah. Just make sure you yeah. have good reasons. Yes, right. yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, oh my goodness, that's our last wrap-up for the season. Season one is done! Oh my goodness. How did that happen? We got through it. It went by in a blur. Oh, we had a blast. Um, thank you so much to everybody for listening. Thank you so much to everybody who has followed our Twitter, who's followed our TikTok, who's joined our Discord, uh, who's interacted with us in any way. We love you all. We're so excited to get to be here and just nerd out about stuff that we love. Yes. Uh, it's yes. fantastic. Oh, and big thank you to our patrons yes. on Patreon. Yes. Yeah, y'all buy us ales and we couldn't be more grateful so uh we hope that you will come back for season two it's going to be starting up in october uh over the summer you can connect with us uh all the ways i just said we've got a discord where we have writing challenges and where we have discussions about writing and world building we have our tiktok where christiana will show you their lovely face and also their cats they have the cutest cats in the world and they are featured on the tiktok so for no if for no other reason go check it out for that we also have a twitter where i will tweet things at you uh, occasionally. I've gotten out of the habit, but we're going <laughs> to be back to more regularly t- scheduled Twitter content. So follow us on all those things. All of our social media handles are in the notes. And have a great summer, everybody. Keep writing. Keep world building. We can't wait to talk to you in season two. We've already started our giant list of all of the things we want to talk to you about. Yes. Yeah, it's so excited to extensive. plan that. Yeah. and i hate to say it but you know folks that is closing time thank you so much for joining us at the tavern for all of these episodes we hope to serve you again here in october now scram bye get out of here there it is (laughs) (laughs) for the last time in season one (laughs)